Epcot Center celebrates human achievements and innovation born from imagination. Look, Mom, I'm flying. Why don't you try it? The torque and transmission load data are looking good. Great. Let's proceed to the rough road tests. You got it. <laughs> you fellas could use a good laugh. Let's go down to my laughing place. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 734, and together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic and the food of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community at www.radio.com slash clubhouse subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com and right now Disney 100 is celebrating a legacy of 100 years of not only remarkable storytelling but what I feel is a century of standing out being the best of the best in a wide and deep spectrum of areas and that provided one little spark of inspiration of revisiting my best of the best series on the show so to honor the Disney 100 celebration, we're going to start looking at the best of the best, not just in the Disney parks, but in movies, television, and much more. And I think it's only appropriate that we kick off this Disney 100 best of the best celebration in Walt Disney World, and more specifically, the best of the best food in Walt Disney World. We'll look at everything from what to eat, where, and why, and in future installations of this series, I'm going to turn to you, not just for inspiration, but maybe ask you to join me on a future episode. Then stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week, where you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package and more updates at the end of the show, including our magical vacation to Disneyland Paris giveaway, your voicemails and more. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax. And enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. And now, we invite you to relax, pull up a chair, as the dining room proudly presents... Your Dinner. You know the thing about good food... It brings folks together from all walks of life. It warms them right up and puts little smiles on their faces. And I agree with that quote from The Princess and the Frog by Tiana's father, James. But it's actually maybe hard to believe. I know. But I actually went from a kid who really didn't like to eat to someone, let's just say I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I love food and I love what it does for people, because it, it does bring us together. It helps us share conversation and laughter and stories and learn about each other and create lasting memories. And I don't just mean around our own kitchen table or fancy restaurants, but in Walt Disney World as well. And surprise, surprise, it's not just about chicken tenders, which I love, by the way, or burgers and fries, which I also love. But Walt Disney World has some of the best food and dining experiences anywhere. So this week, we're going to look at the best of the best of Disney's, Disney World 
dining and delicacies, from what to eat, where and why. This is going to be a fun, hunger-inducing, don't listen hungry, uh, and hopefully culinary-inspiring show with information that you can take with you the next time you visit Walt Disney World. And I cannot, nor will I, do this alone. So I needed to bring in a bona fide expert. Some would say the expert on Disney food. And how do I know this? Because I've known her for years, and she is the creator of the Disney food blog. You know her as AJ, and I know as one of my favorite people in the entire Disney space and world. AJ, welcome for the very first time. How has it been this long to the show? It Mostly it's because you don't respond to your text messages. <laughs> Blue. Uh, it's not that I don't respond. I respond to every one of them personally. I'm doing a lot of research for shows like this. Um, <laughs> this oh, is- I'm sorry. I didn't know this was the excuse podcast. <laughs> yes, I, guess, I guess this is the excuse podcast. <laughs> Top 10 excuses I use to not. <laughs> but this is like we this is a long, long time coming. Right. Because we've known each other a very, very long time. And. We've been trying to connect. I will take the, I'll fall on the sword. It is absolutely my fault. So we were talking about this before we started to record, but I guess the first time that we actually ate together was at Yak and Yeti upstairs by the window. Was it really 10 years ago in 2013? Yes, it it was. I remember it like crystal clear. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just- I, I was- I was pretty pregnant at the time, and it was hard to sit down. And I looked very pregnant at the time. So we were <laughs> we, we, we were quite the fetching pair. Um, and that was what? So you started Disney Food Blog, what, in 2009? 2009, yes, was the first blog post, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But I did, I did have my Lou Mangelo, Lou Mangelo, however anybody wants to say it, um, uh, book, like trivia books in my bathroom. Which, listen, I understand my place in the circle of life. That's where. That's where they <laughs> that's... should be. <laughs> the place where you learn. Listen, it, uh, if I can bring you joy wherever you are, a little bit of Disney magic when you need it most. Um, so, so tell me just very quickly, like why, yes. why did you start Disney food blog? Because nobody else had done it. Um, I mean, I wanted it to exist. There was a blog that a couple did like when they went to Disney world, which was like once a year, they would come back and they would, uh, write up the, their, their, their food and take pictures of it. And I would just sit there and refresh that blog over and over. Like, did they go again? Did they go again? You know? And so it's something that I wanted to be there. Um, and you probably, you had the best food coverage of anybody, but you were also still covering other stuff, you know? And, and so it was just sort of like, well, I want someone to just show me pictures of everything that you can eat so that I'm not planning to spend a ton of money on stuff I'm going to hate. Cause I'm a pretty picky eater. Um, so I just wanted it to exist. So I was like, let's, let's do this. Cause my, my husband and I were long distance, um, dating and we wanted to do something, um, kind of a hobby together. And that's something we could do together. I love that you solve the problem that 
you found existed, right? You just sort of, you know, like for me, I wrote the book that I wanted to read. You created the site that you wished existed. Because that's all, you're right. All we were doing was going on like message boards and reading people's trip reports and hoping that they had something food related in there too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Printing, literally staying at work late so I could print out the like 28 page like trip (laughs) reports to read them on the, on the Staten Island ferry going home. Like, yeah. I mean, that's a thousand percent what we were doing then because that's all that existed. Somebody's Googling what is a discussion forum right now, just because. Right. What is is a message board? Exactly. (laughs) What's a Usenet news group? I have no idea what any of those words mean. Yeah. But yeah, What's we've like bulletin board. And we like see each other all the time at events and we've been trying to connect and and I we keep saying, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to record something." But I I really did think that this is going to be sort of the best way to, you know, I I've done sort of best of the best segments in the past, but I think sort of revisiting and and bringing this this type of segment back cuz it's only appropriate that that I talk about food. So the way I thought that we would do this so it's not a 72-hour show, because it could be, yeah. right? There are literally yeah. hundreds of places to eat in Walt Disney World. Um, we're just going to go down the list, and we're going to share okay. our uh, professional, very heavily researched and curated opinions on each one. And I think it'll be casual and fun. And remember, don't listen hungry. Uh, some of these, I'm sure, are going to require further discussion, maybe a top 10 list for some of these individual items. Um, so... We're just going to go down the list, um, and I'm gonna. I will give you sort of the the topic. You give me your your thoughts, and I will share mine, and then we'll go from there. Sound good? All right. All yes. right. In no particular order, other than first things first, what is your what is the best of the best, or AJ's favorite recommended call, whatever best quick service dining in Walt Disney World? Okay, so. <laughs> Do you want me to answer honestly for me or do you want me to answer what the majority of people are going to enjoy the most? Yes. You can, okay. you can actually feel free to give both. Like there's okay. the, the rules okay. are, there ain't no rules. So you just right. have at it. Oh, great. I love that. I love those games. Okay. The, if I'm getting asked on, you know, national news, what's the best counter service or quick service in Disney World? I'm probably going to say Satouli Canteen. Yes. Um, That's why I love her. (laughs) Something like, you know, something like that uh, because that's going to be a little unique, good variety. Got some healthy stuff there if you want some healthy stuff. Um, You got the cheeseburger pods, you know, so that's a good place for, it's probably going to please a good number of people and it lets it lets us kind of be like look disney isn't just burgers right um which is what we always you know we're always trying to dispel that that myth as much as we can um but if i if i was just going to disney world and sneaking in and nobody knew where i was going <laughs> then for counter service i usually either end up at gasparilla island grill because their mac and cheese is the best mac and cheese on property. It's absolutely phenomenal. So I usually will get a a side order of mac and cheese and a kid's chicken nuggets with the barbecue sauce. And I go sit in that little booth that's around the corner mm-hmm. and nobody can see you're there. <laughs> and I sit there and I listen to my 
audiobook about medieval British history and I eat my mac and cheese all by myself. Um, or I'm going to Chicken Guy. Those are the two places that are my guilty pleasure spots. So that 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 it that's actually fascinating. There's a lot to unpack there. One, we're gonna we're gonna circle back to this is the best mac and cheese in Walt Disney World. Okay. We're, we're gonna we're gonna come back to that. I am happy to have that conversation. And, but I love that you mentioned gas. One of the things I love and Gasparil, I think, is one of the overlooked dining experiences in Walt Disney World because it's also 24 hours. It's not anymore. Stop it. No, after COVID, we don't have any 24-hour places anymore. As far as I know, we can triple check. We can triple check that. But Captain Cook's, Gasparilla, Peekaboo, none of them Peekaboo, are 24 yeah. hour anymore. Peekaboo was the only place I knew for a long time that was 24 hours over at the Swan. Yeah. Dolphin, and, Dolphin, yeah. and Captain Cook's used to be 24 hours. You remember when they had the self-serve Dole Whip? You could yes. go at two o'clock in the morning and get self-serve Dole Whip there. Um, except when they were cleaning the machine, which they did for one hour, which was always the hour that I wanted to go get Dole Whip. But <laughs> as far as I know, Gasparilla and Captain Cooks are not back to 24 hours, oh. but let's check before this podcast goes live so that neither of us sounds stupid. So sad. Listen, I'm going to sound stupid no matter what, so it's fine. Um, Same. Give me time to sound stupid. So um, I, I got very excited when you said Satuli Canteen because I also agree that it is one of, if not the best quick service for all of the reasons you need. I love that the idea of sort of choosing your own adventure, making your own bowl to have it be whatever you want it to be. And yeah, maybe I'm a big fatty, but I like getting an order of cheeseburger pods on the side because I think it's, that's just the way you're going to do it. Um, and obviously you sit inside <laughs> unless you're insane. Then you sit out, you like, you don't sit outside at Satuli Canteen in the middle of summer. However, I will see your set Satuli Canteen and I will potentially raise you Katsura okay. Grill. So I love. Really? Will you? Now, wait, don't. I'm, I'm going to. So wait, 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 wait. So wait. Before I answer that, before I'm going to retract, I'm going to retract, redact my answer. Because before I answer a couple of things, one, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of this list. Right. Because one, I know I'm going to miss something obvious. Like the fact we that Gasper, are. That's the problem. Right. We're going to miss something obvious. I'm so scared. Uh, I'm probably going to leave out something intentionally, or unintentionally yes. that I haven't been to like in 10 years or more. I've been wanting to go back mm. to Flying Fish. If only there was somebody, anybody that uh. would go with me to Flying Fish because I haven't been. And I also want to qualify. I was because just there two weeks ago. I'm right here. I'm literally I'm <laughs> down the road. I can almost see Flying Fish from where I live. Um, and... <laughs> This list is subject to change without notice. So just because we say it today, it does not mean it holds true uh, for tomorrow. That's the thing about Disney food, though, is it changes all the time. Yeah. You can go. I've been to La Cellier twice in one day for lunch and dinner and had two completely different experiences. And I would recommend the first and not recommend the second. So it really does yeah. change. Yeah. K Katsura Grill used to be like my far and away favorite. They used to have, it's the first time I ever had okonomiyaki, which is like this scallion, um, uh, like cabbage, like pancake with, oh my pancake. God, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. it was incredible. Um, but you're right, that menu too does change all the time, so. But that's where you always used to have your meetups too. I did, because I'd love me some Japan. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I love sitting I'm outside. I'm so excited and, about the new restaurant. I cannot oh wait. It's <gasps> all those little Prayers that I said kneeling down by my bed finally came true when I heard that. Me, I know. Yeah. I'm so jazzed. And that that area needs an infusion 
of excitement like mm. that like because that's a good view up there yeah. and tokyo dining was not giving its due so i'm I, super I agree. excited yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i love japanese izakayas i have a favorite one that's off property that i go to all the time i should take you there next time you want to eat again it'll it'll knock your socks off and let's go to conveyor belt hot pot too yes oh. <laughs> and there's a conveyor belt sushi too there's a conveyor belt sushi place too I don't, I'm not a big sushi fan, but I am a big hot pot fan. And I go to that conveyor belt hot pot and it, I'm I just like the happiest pot. camper. <laughs> I'm going to take you to a Korean hot pot. Ooh, okay. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, just talk amongst yourselves. We're making plans. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's go. Let's go from table. Let's go from quick service to table service. It's the logical transition. Okay. Best table service. Best table service. Oh, <sighs> And I know there could be sort of subcategories of table service. Oh, wanna... Good. All right. So let's go with the, if I'm going, if I'm flying into Disney world tonight and I'm all by myself, again, you, there's a theme here of me eating all alone, <laughs> just in my closet by myself. Um, if I'm going all by myself to a restaurant today, cause it'll change tomorrow, mm-hmm. but today I'm going to go to La Cellier. Wow. Wow. I know, I know. The old habits die hard. Fascinating. But I, I, well, but we do have that, right? It. We have our personal comfort food favorites, like the places we go that we just know we're going to yeah. have a great experience. We know we're going to enjoy the food, the services you like. So I get it. That's right. And it's like you have you. So here, I always like to talk about how you had this, you were on your honeymoon and you were sitting in Italy and you were by the ocean and you had this amazing bottle of wine with your beloved and it you just it was just the most incredible wine you've ever had and you buy a case of wine and you ship it home and then your your first anniversary you've got an infant and it's screaming <laughs> and there's poop everywhere and you crack open this wine and it does not, and you just hate your beloved that day and it does not taste as good. And so it's very much the experience, the the whole package experience is what makes that food incredible, I think. And so to me, it's like I have so many good feelings from La Cellier and it's always been a favorite. And so I love to kind of, I kind of go and I feel like I'm in this little cocoon of like joy, you know. <laughs> right. But if, if I had those same experiences at another restaurant, I'd feel the same about that, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and my if you ever listened to the show before, you know exactly what my answer is going to be. I'm going to throw out places like, like I, I really, we talk about comfort foods. Like there's something comfortable and comforting about homecoming. I love yeah. Topolino, but boat, it's Boathouse. It's Boathouse, Boathouse, and like to the nth degree Boathouse. For a long time, um, uh, Todd English's Blue Zoo at the yeah. Dolphin was up there. I haven't been there in a long time, but the Cantonese lobster didn't come back. The miso glaze Miro didn't come back, but I have literally never had a bad meal at Boathouse. The service mm-hmm. is exceptional. The views are spectacular. The f- food is incredibly fresh. Like it just, it ticks every box. I've never had a bad experience and nowhere that I've ever sent there has ever come back with a bad I- experience. Um, and I love Steve Shussler. Like I do. I just love every single thing about it. I love sitting out by the water and the amphi cars and yeah, it has it all. Yeah. Yeah. Boathouse is a great, is a great experience. It's 
too big and too crowded for me. Like there's too much of a, I'm sitting in a cafeteria. I mean, I know it's not, that's a horrible thing to say. That is not at all <laughs> what it's like, but you know, it just feels Hold on a second. Steve, big and echoey. Steve. Yeah. She just called your <laughs> restaurant a cafeteria. <laughs> That's not at all what it's like. And I do, and I no, love no. Boathouse Brunch and I love Boathouse Mac and Cheese. Um, but like, I mean, but then again, the the opposite problem can happen at La Cellier where if you get seated, I mean, because I'm always a, a single, I'm a solo going to eat there and they p- always put me on a in banquet seating in between two giant families <laughs> and like it's literally the most claustrophobic feeling in the world. And the last time I was there, I just, I absolutely, I had to ask for a, t- a table change. Cause I was like, I can't even move yeah. here. So, you know, so the opposite can be super problematic in those teeny tiny restaurants, you know, where you're just like, okay, I, I, no. I can't so I'm going to take you to Boathouse or next time you go solo, like wearing your hoodie, like, Asked to sit. I think you get special treatment. No, no, at no. Listen, this is, and I shouldn't say this on the show. I should just tell you privately. But what you can do, <laughs> if it's not, you know, blazing hot and crazy humidity like it is 362 yeah. days out of the years here, ask to sit outside, but not yeah. just outside, like right outside the main. If you go all the way to the to the back, sort of the the right hand side, there's almost like a little porch area um, that's covered. Right on the water, you get a beautiful breeze, like a cross breeze coming. Okay, it's, there's I did not only know about like this. four or five tables out there. It's it's almost like semi private, and it's beautiful, beautiful. Like you go okay. a golden hour. Oh, it's so nice. Yeah. I okay, that. that sounds really, really nice. That sounds very close to my honeymoon scenario. Yeah. Although right. I do like to sit in the boat. I do like to sit in the boat, but that like, but you're right in the middle of it. Like you're right in the middle of the action. You are. And everybody's like, Hey, you are. Are, are you almost done? Can you get up? Cause my family wants can to you sit leave. The, can That's you leave. That's how it is at the, if you go to Jock Lindsay's hangar bar, like, like the weird line of people standing outside the diving bell table, just like watching you eat and waiting for you to be done. Right. If you could almost close the diving bell door, it would be a little more. That would be inside. better. <laughs> um, all right. The best buffet. Oh, zero. Zero. You're not no a buffet. Buffets. You're not a buffet. <laughs> no, the, I do. Like, I will answer this question, but I will avoid a buffet if I can. Um, Let's see. Because I will go to a table. I will go to a family style before I will go to a buffet. Usually. I like Best going to buffet. a buffet. Well, you all you think. I like going to a buffet so I could stick it to the man because I'm going to come in hungry <laughs> and hot. Like I'm ready to go. And I don't waste my time with the salad and nonsense. No, no, no. Like you got to go for like the good stuff. You go for like the meats and the cheeses and yeah. Okay. So if we're going to, all right, you gave me time to think and I appreciate it. <laughs> I am going to say Boma. That's it. That's the answer. That's exactly okay. Cause yeah. if you have, if you have to eat from utensils that some child has licked, <laughs> I'm not that sure, food I'm not is sure good that's... enough to justify it. <laughs> Maybe the buffets by your house are slightly different. No, this I have seen in the Walt Disney World many times. So many, so much sneezing happening by the buffet. Like we, like we wait to sneeze until we're right next to the mashed potatoes. I blame the parents, but no, I think the buffet. If you are, um, if you are a buffet person, I think that that Boma is, is off the beaten path, right? Animal Kingdom, you have to sort of work to get there. But whether you go for breakfast or, or dinner, 
there's such unique items on the menu that you're not really going to find anywhere else. I will say as a as a as a good substitute or a very very close second for same reasons, um, Tusker House, same thing yeah. too. Tusker House as well. And if you get if you do, is it only for breakfast they have characters or is it for? No, nope, it's all the time. Too. Okay, and yeah, it's all the time. And I was going to say if you don't want to go all the way out to to um. <laughs> Animal Kingdom Lodge, yeah. You go to Oscar Animal Kingdom good, instead. <laughs> but then it's like it's like those two are up here when it comes to buffets, and then y'all can't see me, but there's I have a visual. They're up here, and then the rest are just like down here. Like then you're down to like Crystal Palace, Chef Mickey's, like Garbage uh, Restaurant Three, Garbage Restaurant Four. You know, buffets. yeah. I, a lot of people like Cape May Cafe. Um, I haven't, again, I, I just haven't been in years. Um, it's been until they got before. rid of the crab, the crab the three crab legs. Right. Again, what? because people were taking the loo munch. I'm going to stick it to the man and eat nothing but crab legs. Nothing it, but crab it legs. It was like a scrum when they brought fresh crab legs out sometimes. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. I believe that people, I, I wouldn't put it past some folks to bring a little cooler. Yeah. yeah you know what else? Home. When uh, Trails End was, yeah, it was also Such a great a value. Bargain. Yeah, it was a great. I think it was the. I think it was the best value on property at that. When, yeah, when was a buffet. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's any other buffets that I would like willingly go to. Maybe the Ale and Compass Breakfast Buffet. It's not too bad. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> best. So I'm the the best. I'm call, I'm using air quotes. Food cart. And what I mean by it's a cart, it's a kiosk, it's a snack stand, it's some sort of walk up, like quick service with no seating food place. Okay. All right. By the way, we should have talked about Sanaa with table service because we can talk about that with Best View. Okay. Um, food cart. But it can be like a brick and mortar. Like not movable. It could be like it can be not movable. Right. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Sleepy Hollow. You know, I almost put Sleepy Hollow on. How that do you too, feel about that? It depends on when you go. Uh, like, I'm not sure if I'm right or not. Because it used to have. Well, I, I have. Well, yes. But even though there's seating there, it it is. Um, yeah. Okay. I get it. No, you, but it, I mean, because it. it's a walk around thing. I do. I like both the sandwiches. Like if I could yeah. somehow just get like a half portion of the spicy chicken and a half portion of the, we can't call it Nutella. It's the, but it's basically Nutella and fruit. Why sandwich. can't we do that? Why can't we do that? <laughs> Cause I don't That's what we're that. going to do. We're going to go with our best friend, you and me, and we're going to order both. Oh, and we're going to split. That's a, that's a good day right but there. But then you have to leave. Cause I have to eat by myself. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> we'll get separate tables. Right. Listen, it's so, not going to be the okay. first time a woman said to me, uh, you have to leave. You just, you're, you, you can't to sit leave here. now. I'm sorry. You can't sit here. It's like high school and grammar school, <laughs> law school, dating. It's just, it's just bringing up a lot of bad memories. All right. It's hard. It's hard. It's well, very- that's another podcast. <laughs> um, I had a tough time with this one. Yeah, this is hard. there's a lot of places you like, just like go and like grab a snack. And I sort of did a, a, a mental flyover of the parks. And then I got to Disney Springs and I'm a guy who loves a good poutine, or as they say in Canada, poutine. Oh, nice. So I'm going to say the daily poutine, right? Yeah. Hot, thick-cut French fries with gravy and cheese curds. Like, 
but they have like seasonal varieties and stuff too. So depending on when you go, you might get something completely different. So there's like Italian poutine and Canadian poutine. They have butter chicken poutine. You want a little like Indian Ooh, action going on? Korean seen barbecue. That one in a while. Listen, if you're looking for t- if you're looking for carbohydrates, just look for Lou. Oh, fried carbohydrates. There's Lou. There he is, right there. There's Lou fried and car- cheese, but with, cheese too. and gravy. Um, but the yeah. Korean barbecue is really good. It's got like uh, kimchi and barbecue pulled pork, a little bit of spicy aeolia. It's nice. Good for them. <laughs> them i mean I, I was so jazzed to see the poutine place come come in and i i think i mean i know canadians will disown will disown it it's not real but i i dig it it's, if, if it's all i can get i'll take it yeah i like it especially like on some of those random rare cool days like those cool nights and then there's actually some tables there where you go sit by the water somewhere, which a little thing of poutine. That's a nice. That's a nice day right there. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. And now this this question is hard though because I'm thinking of like 20 other ones that we should give. You know, and lip somebody is to. screaming at their yes. iPod yes. or their Tesla or their dog if they're like out walking a dog. Like, how are you people not saying not saying this place? Yeah. It is the blessing. We're thinking person. about it. Right. <laughs> Like, believe me, it's going through our heads right now. Like we're definitely, we're going like, oh, like, you know, eight spoon cafe. We're going like, you know, cheese, cheeseburger, spring rolls. Like we're, we're, it's all in our, going through our heads. And I'm like, oh, I like a good French fry. I know I was sort of all, and I'm going to put these questions just so you know, I put these individual questions. I'm going to space them out over time in the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse because I want to hear from you. And if you just can't wait and you have to call the voicemail, 407-900-9391, feel free to yell and scream. Try to keep the cursing to a minimum because this is a G-rated family-friendly show. But say, my God, Mongello and AJ, how did you not say X? And then we'll feel ridiculous that we didn't. We will feel appropriately chagrined. Um, Okay, so I said for, for... table service restaurants, there are certain categories. What about if you want to have a nice little fancy night, right? The best fancy restaurants, I'm using the word fancy, elegant restaurants um, in all of Walt Disney World. Okay. You want to have a little romantic okay. evening all by yourself, where does AJ go? <laughs> I wish. Um, so we're supposed to say Victoria and Albert's here, which I think is the least romantic restaurant in <laughs> At, you know, in terms of signature restaurants, I think it's very unromantic because like there's like pe- there's like two people. So at this your is table fancy. This is fancy, not romantic. I actually think I have a romantic question. Oh, later. What, romance is later. Okay, I, well, then, I, wait, Victoria think, and Alberts is the fanciest yes, restaurant you can do. Yeah. Okay. okay. VNA. So this is just but, this is just um, fancy pants. Okay, fancy pants. VNA. You have to wear a you have to wear a suit jacket. Okay. Yeah. I had I had VNA because you have to. I had I think you have to. Gico, even California Grill can be sort of upscale. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to put Takumi Tay, the house of the artisan. Takumi oh, Tay. Oh, fancy, fancy! Yeah. It if is it's not Japanese, be, then it's Blue's favorite. It is not going to be the last time you hear me say the words Takumi Tay. I can spoil yeah. that ahead. All right, in, let's do the opposite. If you don't want to put okay. on your fancy pants and you just want to no. go like. With your family, with the kids, where's the best restaurant for kids and families? Uh, this this is um, 
this is the one. If, if anybody watches my YouTube channel, they get tired of me talking about Garden Grill. <laughs> but I oh, adore one. Garden Grill for multiple reasons. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to eat at a spinning restaurant. I don't know why you wouldn't want to eat in in a place that gets you even more embedded in living with the land. Um, you get a bunch of characters who are going to come around to your table multiple times, not just once because it's a tiny restaurant and they, you will get tired of the characters. They will come around so much (laughs) and you get to see Mickey in his little farmer outfit and the food is really good and it's reliably good all the time. I have not been there in probably 15 years. Okay. Well, we'll take you there. You will enjoy it. You'll be eating separately. I understand that. Um, you will get tired of the characters. <laughs> so, you know, when I when I thought of this, like, oh, Hannah comes up. Chef Mickey's comes up. Um, Crystal Palace was one that came up. Like, and it, you know, I try and think when I thought of kids and families. Like, you keep bringing all these buffets. I know. Am I, is, it, is it a place that I'm taking, like, young kids? Or if, is it a place that I'm taking older kids? Like, it is. are we at the T-Rex Cafe age or are we at the we want character kind of age and i think it's sort of it's maybe it was an unfair question because i sort of there's other it's okay i still i still answer garden girl for all of those okay i, I will, do i just think it's a no-brainer i will say ohana just because i'm craving the noodles at this very moment <laughs> i would do i would like do lots of stuff for noodles uh. and wings right now so. You can go get them right now. You can literally get in your car so and go to Tambu away. Lounge and get them. <laughs> if somehow someone invented like a Luber Eats call Tom. Disney service. You need call. to call Tom. <laughs> I need a Disney Tom. That's what I yes. need. Just call Tom. Oh my God. You could you imagine? Um, I'd be broke and, and twice my size. Um, okay. Sound the, the alarms and the bells, the Disney dining plans are coming back to Walt Disney World. What is the best use of a snack credit? Oh, gosh, this this is this is research we're doing right now because um, we had it, you know, we had it down for um, <laughs> 2019. Um, to me, I always like to remind people to use snack credits at the festivals, at the Epcot festivals. Um, cause a lot of that stuff is going to be snack credit, uh, eligible and there, there's stuff on those menus that are $8 or $9 that are, you know, you just have to look around and find the, the, the more expensive stuff to get the really good value. Yeah. Like anything over, you know, you want to make sure it's over like six bucks, seven bucks to over make sure you're, bucks. Yeah. Yep. is it, is it one of the waffle sandwiches at, can you use it? Is that a snack credit? No. I have to go to Disney food blog and look for the little DDP snack eligible thing when I go through the menus. Um, you know what? Since I'm craving, I'm going to go with a Mickey pretzel and cheese sauce just because okay. I have not had carbohydrates Classic. in 15 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, it's you've you've had a long day. Maybe you just need a little to go and relax. You want to get together with some friends. What is the best place in Walt Disney World to grab a drink? Okay. This I have two very different I have three very different places that really depend on how you feel, right? So if it's me, if it's AJ going to grab a drink in the evening, I'm probably gonna go to Gasparilla. No, not not Gasparilla, my bad. Geyser Point. I'm going to go to Geyser Point over Wilderness Lodge. Um, 
I get, I'll get there a little early so I can definitely get a nice table over by the water, watch the sunset. Um, so that's definitely happening. But if I, if I've got folks with me who are maybe a little livelier than I, then we'll probably go to Trader Sam's and have a few cocktails there. Um, so those two are probably good, but there's lots of spots at, at Disney Springs too, that are, are super great options for this. I love Sam's, but I think once you sort of go through the experience, I actually sometimes like sitting outside more than I like sitting yeah. inside, especially when they have yeah. like some of the musicians out there playing live music, tiki torches are on, the sun is going down. Oh, it's, yeah. you know, it's only 107 degrees. That That's a, yeah. that's a nice night. Um, no problem. I, I think for the ones that are on my list, it's not just like, I think I'm incorporating the view because I have jocks, but sitting outside. I had Geyser mm-hmm. Point on there, Dahlia Lounge. Um, again, oh, I love right? Dahlia. That is such views. a good one to bring up. Nobody goes there, Lou. Exactly. Nobody you, you goes to get there. there. Um, even like sitting outside of Baseline Tap House. Like if you want to be in park and just like grab a drink in park. Um, and Enchanted yeah, Rose is nice too. There's any tables available yeah. there. I, everybody loves Baseline. I am a staunch anti-Baseline person because there's never any tables. Yeah. And I hate that. And I hate being stressed because I'm like an OCD nerve. Like I want, if I'm, if I'm going to spend this much money, I want it to be perfect. And I, I can't trust baseline. Can't trust it. <laughs> I need a table in the corner with some shade and maybe a little air conditioning if possible. If you could make that happen, that would be that's a good night. But it's not, it's not going to happen for 99% of you out there. It's not going to happen at baseline. <laughs> Don't trust it. Just for that one guy that gets that one table. That right. one guy gets that table and then you just get to sit there and hate him and stand right next to him until he gets up and leaves. Um, Disney is, is first and foremost a storytelling company. Give me yes. the best themed dining experience in all of Walt Disney World. You're, this, I'm just AJ I'm is dancing. By these. the way, I wish I wish I could do this as a as a live video because she's she's dancing in on the ceiling. I these things are just coming out of my brain at right now. Like I'm not, but so this is the first thing that popped into my head. Is and this is probably not true because it's probably be our guest. <laughs> but the first thing that popped into my head was storybook dining at Artist Point. Well, I, I haven't been yet. Let's not, go. I have not been yet. It's pretty good food. Yeah. Pretty good food. So but when you obviously, when, I mean, what are you incorporating into your answer? People. Right. So when you, when I say best theme dining experience, what are you sort of the, what are the, the elements that you're incorporating into your answer? On that one, I, on that, I recommend that place because I think it is good theming they've made like little treat. They like made it look like a little forest in there. It's a great view. It's good food. It's good, reliable food. Um, and you get to see characters you don't normally get to see. So that's why I'm going there. But like I said, it's the best theming is still probably be our guest, even though the food is garbage or um, <laughs> Cinderella's Royal table, even though they rush you out of there and you're only allowed to spend like 19 minutes in there. So for the whole package, I'm going to say storybook dining because I've never kind of had a bad experience there. 
So that wasn't on my list only because I hadn't been. Um, yeah. Be our guest. I like to be our guest when you could go for lunch and order yeah. off the menu and sort of pick your thing and they took the rose and I really, really so like that. So did everybody yeah. because that was the best. That was that was the play. Um, things Such that came to value. Things that, that came to mind, it, um, I like Skipper Canteen and if you get the right server that really sort of mm. helps to sort of complete the story and, and – Helps you sort of dive yeah. deep into some of the cool little Easter eggs. It's great. Um, same thing with, with um, like 50s prime time. Like your server, much like your Jungle Cruise skipper, can sort of make or break your experience. I've had really, really, knock on wood, I've had really, really good luck there. Um, I haven't been to sci-fi, but sci-fi is cool. I used to like sci-fi when they did. Did you ever go like to the Star Wars weekend's breakfast? And they had like Star Wars movies and like you could trade with the Jawas. I didn't. What, what, oh, my so team cool. went because we covered it for the blog, but I personally never got to go to that. But it seemed really cool. And they had really good food there. Yeah. too. Um, I'm going this is a, this I'm going to scratch. And I have a very, very, very late addition to the list because I went there for the very first time last night. And I don't know if I was just hungry or hungry, but <laughs> I loved and we had an amazing server. I I tipped him a ridiculous amount because he earned it. Mm. You're waiting with not so bated breath. I'm so bated. And I'm going to watch your reaction cause to see because I, I loved Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. <laughs> she's just not, she's frozen. She's pretending like she's, I did. I loved the theming in there. Our server was great. Like I thought the food was really good, but and I ate lots of it. Um, and it was not like I think it was a good value for what we spent too. Like I took my kids and they loved it too. You are not dancing in in your seat. Not dancing. I'm not sold on this restaurant yet because it it's expensive. It's forty five dollars. And AJ, I'm going to tell the, you, they lost now, they lost money on me last night. Remember, though, I live in Texas. Also true. Where we have barbecue. So it could very well be like that barbecue is about level to my fourth choice down. <laughs> go pick it up barbecue around the corner. You know what I mean? So that's probably part of it. But what's weird, Lou, is that I love Regal Eagle. So I, I haven't been there yet either. I can't find anybody who'll go with me. Oh, I will go with you to all these places <laughs> if you just answer your text messages. Um, but I love Regal Eagle and I love the options there. And they have lots of different sauces that aren't just like, Sweet, regular, and hot. Like, it's different sauces from around the country, like mm -hmm. different types of barbecue sauces. It's just a better experience for in terms of food. Whereas, to me, Roundup Rodeo has, has fallen into the go here for the theming and go here for, you know, if your kid really likes Toy Story. But I need to do it again. I need to try it again. You know, it's brand new. And it could be that I didn't have the honeymoon experience when I was there because I was the just trying biscuits. to eat everything the and I was biscuits having a with the spicy jam. I I mean that's that is the that is the winner for sure. And the plant-based stuff. Like we said, oh, let's just try the plant the plant-based yeah. I don't even know what it was. I wouldn't have now known that it was not meat. 
it was amazing. Like I was, I was, I was very That's impressed. That's great. It was very, very. Well, I love the mac and cheese there too. Like I really enjoyed the mac and cheese. Like it was, it was a contender. All right, so we keep bringing this up. We're, we're dancing around. Let's just get yeah. to the best mac and cheese. What is the best mac and cheese in Walt Disney World? I already told you it's Gasparilla Island Grill. So I, I thought about this because I had the other night for the very first time what may be, and I know it's like I'm in, I'm having the honeymoon phase to use a an AJism because I love the shrimp and andouille mac and cheese at Boathouse which you can sure, also upgrade to lobster, but I dig the yes. spiciness of the andouille sausage. Yeah. There's also a spice. There's also the crispy, spicy mac and cheese balls at Wine Bar George. They, they are there. However, yeah. I went for the first time in ages to Jico and I had the Boboti mac and cheese with four kinds of cheese, Wagyu beef, almonds, and curry. It was Amaze balls, mind blowing. I mind just, blowing. I just wanted to sit there all. I mean, I did. I sat there all night and I ate mac and cheese for hours. But it was so so good. There is a lot of great mac and cheese in Disney World, and it and you and at the um, you know they can be at the signature restaurants. They can be at the affordable table service restaurants. They can be at the kiosks, like. There's a lot of hidden great mac and cheese that like you don't never eat bad mac and cheese in Disney World. You don't have to. <laughs> there's something for there's a there's a mac and cheese mac forever. And cheese there's for homecoming to mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, homecoming. There's good too. the the eight spoon cafe mac and cheese with the pulled pork on top. Then you go over to the flame tree barbecue, get the mac and cheese with the pulled pork and um onion rings on top. And Gasparilla is a completely different situation it's a very creamy mac and cheese it's just so many yeah. so the, many see this one this could be a top 10 segment of the of the best oh mac yes because uh, even beer garden beer garden's got that brick of mac and cheese <laughs> you know um, all right so okay somebody comes to you this will be like a mini lightning round somebody comes to you and says listen i need to know what is the best in park dining in each park so give me like best Magic Kingdom, best Epcot, Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom. Just give me the best of the best dining experience. Table service, counter service, it doesn't matter. Go. Off the top of your head. Okay. Okay. Magic Kingdom. Um, I want you to go to Columbia Harbor House for counter service and probably probably Skipper Canteen or Liberty Tree Tavern, depending on how picky your eaters are. Um Animal Kingdom, I want you to go to Tusker House or Yak and Yeti or one of those kiosks that I just mentioned. You know, go to go to Flame Tree for the mac and cheese or go to Eight Spoon Cafe um, or Restaurantosaurus if you want to sit in the coolest table in Disney World in the Airstream. <laughs> um, Epcot, I want you to go to Regal Eagle um, and Le Cellier, um, but there's a bajillion uh, mm. and Garden Grill. I mean, hello. Um, and what am I missing? Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, Lou wants you to go to Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. I want you to go to, oddly, I want I want you to go to Backlot Express because I love the theming, but I also love the chicken tenders. Um, but I, I, I do like that you can go to either Sci-Fi or 50s. Neither of them has really good food, but they're themed and they're, they're fun. 
but Hollywood Brown Derby Lounge is probably where you're going to end up. I hope that's, in the evening. Yeah. So mine is Magic How Kingdom. Was that? was that good? That's perfect. Uh, Skipper Canteen okay. with maybe a snack over at Sleepy Hollow. Epcot is Takumite and Takumite. Uh, Hollywood Studios. I'm not going to say Woody's Roundup because I just went there last night. I need to go six more times. I'm going to say the Brown Derby Lounge outside mm-hmm. and for Animal Kingdom, Satuli Canteen um, or Nomad Lounge. Good <gasps> Gandhi. I love Nomad oh, Lounge. Oh, how could I forget? Yes. Let's just, just skip everything else that yeah. I said. Forget it. Just I go to just, Nomad We Lounge. just did a live review there. I think we were there for almost four hours. It was yeah. like... So, so good. Had you been there before? Yes. And when they changed the menu, I'm like, oh, I have an excuse to go back again. Yeah. It doesn't even matter when they change it because it's just going to still be really good. So, so, so good. It was worth driving to Animal Kingdom for in summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the the zenest place. You sit outside and it's like, oh, it's super chill. But I just sit. I sit inside because I can't handle the the not having the AC. Like I, if it's October or November, I'll sit outside. But like now, I'm gonna sit inside and I'm gonna be just as happy. <laughs> but those big like comfy chairs, you just sort of like sink into, and yeah, you have to like hoist me out of there with a crane because. All right, we did the the theme parks. Give me the overall best resort restaurant, like. The restaurant that's worth making a special trip to a resort you're not staying at for. Um, I'm probably going to go with Sanaa and Jiko um, here because I I do love Jiko. I think Jiko is an incredible restaurant, very underrated. Sanaa is always good food and that view is impeccable. You just have to make sure you're not there at night when you can't see the animals. But those two, even, even over like California Grill... Or Topolino's, like, I'd still choose those, you know? I love them. So I think, and my last name ends in a vowel, and I'm going to apologize to my mother wherever you may be. The chicken sugo rigatoni at Topolino's Terrace is like the best pasta I've ever put in my face. I just, I love it so much. Um, And then you get, you get the, and everybody's like, no, Lou, you go to Topolino's for for the filet. I'm like, no, no, no. You get a filet as a side dish because that's how I do it. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I really like Topolino's, um, a lot. I used, I would have said, and maybe I need to sort of give it another shot and say, I would have said Blue Zoo years ago because nobody goes to the Swan and Dolphin unless you have to go to the Swan and Dolphin or you're there for a conference. But Blue Zoo was one worth making the the trek for, um, You know, I'll even, let's just quickly throw in, is there, is there a resort food court that you think is the best of the best? Are you going to say Gasparilla again? <laughs> You're going to say Gasparilla? Well, well that's, that's not a food court, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I have a weird um, love for Sasagula. It was tops on my um, list. Because I like their jambalaya oh. a lot. They used to have those pralines, Mm -hmm. those Mickey-shaped pralines. They don't have them anymore. They didn't come back after COVID, but they were so good. Um, And, of course, beignets. You know, so those that's a good bet. I I like it over there. Um, How do you feel about um, Toledo? I have not had a full meal of Toledo yet. I was only there when it very first opened. I I enjoyed what I had. 
but I have not actually had just a sit down, like beginning to end meal. So I can't I don't judge. hear people talk about it a lot. You know, I think it's like, off I the radar. Like- I wait. Oh my gosh. You're else I didn't mention to, how did I not talk about three bridges? Yeah, I was just what? thinking the same thing. I'm like, why didn't I talk about that for a place to go get a drink? Because that's gonna, a great place to get a drink. all this. Great place to get a drink. <laughs> like, great view. Like, the food was really good when we went one night. Food is great. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And it, nobody's there. Nobody goes nobody's there. there. I mean, to me, Coronado Springs with the tower has become a go-to. Like, I, I think the tower rooms are gorgeous. Mm. I think you, you know, you've got two fitness centers now. You've got Dahlia, you've got Toledo, you've got Barcelona, you've got three bridges. Um, it's just such a winner now, and it's so cheap to stay there comparatively, you know? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I, I really like three bridges. Um, like I like it so mm-hmm. much, I'm, I'm actually willing to walk down the bridge all the way that, I mean, it's a long walk for me. So I'm it's actually, long it's, for me, it's, that's like a hike. I need like special boots to make that walk, but it's, um, you know, some things are worth, worth waiting for. Um, yeah. Yeah. We sort of mentioned it in passing and we're sort of touching on it here. What has the mm-hmm. best, what lounge has the best menu overall experience in all in resort out of in park, whatever it could be. I mean, probably Nomad. Like now we're just going to say nomad for everything. So just like <laughs> fill it in the blank for every right, question. Best, okay. So best, um, what about outside of a park? What about best lounge outside of a park? I have a new potential favorite. Oh, oh, oh. Cause I, I mean, I, I do like geyser point. I do like three bridges. Um, you know, Trader Sam's Tiki Terrace, you know, all the, all those, but what, tell me your new favorite. So you you don't get the views, but if you go and now it's only on weekends, uh, I have this affinity for New Orleans and jazz. I had, we did a, like a meetup at Scat Cats on the weekend. Like the jazz band comes in there. They have a great menu. It's air conditioned. There's nobody in there unless like you wait until, you know, eight o'clock on a Saturday night. It was a super like chill vibe the food was great they had like po boys and beignets like they had a really like good and and um relatively extensive lounge menu and you can get also beignets next door and there's also sasagula right there like it was we had a really really nice time at, at scat cats okay that's great that's awesome i i mean i think it's i think it's a great option if you can get over there um you know, people like River Roost too. Mm-hmm. Like that, that can be a fun night. Um, so yeah, but they had these I'm, like I'm potato gay. puffs with um, it was like pulled pork, and I think it had beer cheese sauce on it. It was really nice. really good. I mean, it's shareable, but those, I don't share. So yeah, we have right. They have those pimento cheese fritters sometimes too. They're oh, like yeah, the Mardi Gras fritters with the pepper the Mardi jelly. Mardi Gras fritters that are what I think how we describe them is they are what mozzarella sticks wish they could be when they grew up. <laughs> so they're really good. I like that. <clears throat> did we, um, did we talk about the best brunch at Walt Disney world? I'm a brunch no, guy. I, I dig, that. I dig me a nice brunch and there's a lot of places that have brunch that I think people don't even have on their radar. What is the all time best of the best brunches in Walt Disney world? 
Do they have to be classified as brunch or can it just be like a late breakfast that you have? You can, you you can define brunch however you see fit. Okay. All right. Well, The only one that's coming to mind, because I do I do like to go to Ohana for brunch sometimes, because then you're right there by Magic Kingdom. But, um, oh, you know what we also haven't talked about? We haven't talked about Steakhouse 71. That's a, that's a good one, too. It's been, like, that. on my list, but I but it yeah. gets, like, pushed down a little bit. But it might make the list you know, for... That's, that's what it always... It always gets that. But I love it? going it's there. Like, like, I love going there. Um, I know. I did a review recently. Even if you like sit at the bar or in, I miss the old blue rooms, but like, I will promise you Steakhouse at 71 is going to come up very, very soon. Okay. Okay. Um, Boathouse has a great brunch. Yeah. So I'd probably go with that. Didn't Steakhouse 71 have a brunch last year for like a, a short window of time? They do serve breakfast. But like an actual like brunch, they have like a brunch menu with like avocado toast and but it was like a limited, it was like a limited time thing. Uh, homecoming. Probably, Cause I know the wave, cause the wave used to have brunch yeah. and they had the um, buffet open for it. Homecoming Ew. has a really nice brunch. Homecoming's a nice brunch. That's yes, like, and that's that like a stretchy true. pants brunch. Like you're going to walk out at least seven pounds heavier in the best yeah. possible way when you come out. I mean, they're okay. They're all coming back. Raglan road has a good brunch. Wine bar. George too. has a nice brunch. Wine Bar George has a nice brunch. So if you're going to do brunch, go to Disney Springs. <laughs> right. Just do the brunch flight. Just sort of hit do, all no, of them. <laughs> that's what that's what we need to do. We need to just do all the brunches one day. What about straight we breakfast? What about like straight best? Because sometimes, you know, breakfast is one of those things like, hey, kids, get up at six o'clock. We got to get out. We got to hit the parks commando style. Or some people like they like to do their leisurely breakfast or it's like that sort of rite of passage thing. Where is the overall single best breakfast in Walt Disney World? Mm, this is really, really hard because there's so many qualifiers. Like you could say for a quick breakfast, the best place to go is probably lay all. Just get get in there, get your mimosa, get started early, right? Or you could also, I think... Oh, I had an I had a couple other ones that I really, really like. I mean, Steakhouse 71 has a good breakfast. Um Ale and Compass has a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm there was one that was prime in my head, but I can't remember what it was now. So let's see if you if you know it. So I know a lot of people you ask them in, in a heartbeat, it's Topolino. Because mm-hmm. it's the characters, yeah. it's the views, it's the menu. Um it's a it's a prefix. I think it's forty five per person. So you're gonna you're gonna pay for the experience, but it's a very very nice breakfast. Um, Kona Cafe sometimes mm. is nice for breakfast. I think we mentioned earlier. If you want a little do a little unique buffet, which I know you don't do, uh, Boma should be something that's on the list too. Boma should be something on the list. Garden Grill. Garden Grill. Garden Grill breakfast just reopened last week. So there you go. It's time for me to go back. Um, all right, let's talk about some individual items, right? Let's talk about some individual best of the best. And I know this is, could be a very long and deep rabbit hole, but that's okay. So let's hit it. You mentioned it before, which made me think about this. What is the best, and and I'm there's ongoing research still happening, but what is the best 
burger in Walt Disney World. And this is tough because there's like different types of burgers, like the same different types of table service restaurants. Yeah, but I, you know, I think there are fewer great burgers than people think in Disney World right now. Like I've got about five coming to mind and there aren't any others that I really, really like. So like coming to mind right now, the Gibson Sandwich King burger at the Boathouse is phenomenal. Mm. Um, When they do that burger right, when the right guy's on the grill, that thing (laughs) is killer. Um, I love the Steakhouse 71 burger. That's a great burger. Um, Deluxe has some good burgers for a a counter service place. Um, But there, there aren't... A whole lot more that I maybe the bison burger at, at Geyser Point, but there yeah. aren't a whole lot more that I just, you know, I I love. I think if you want like a simple good burger, I think the yeah. stack house uh, the stack burger at Steakhouse Seventy One is really good. I had it it's the other day, so good. I, I loved it. Like you know, like a simple like I just need a good burger. Um, I think the bison burger is on there. I agree. Mm-hmm. The first thing that came to mind, and I and I think that I can qualify this as a burger because I just feel like it. Um, can we, it's, it's not really a burger. I'm cheating. I'm lying. I'm cheating. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. We, you said we make the rules. Right. But if you want to sort of stretch the idea of like a meat sandwich that is a burger, um, I think the filet sliders at Boathouse are just in redonkulous saying, and the secret, come closer, the secret for the sliders is that you get them with grilled onions. It will literally change your life forever. Okay. Okay. And it's only like 16 bucks. So it's not even like, and it's too like nice size, like it's buttery on a, but they just melt and then you get the fries or you can upgrade to truffle fries. If you want, I'm, I need to go to boat. We got, we're done with, I have to stop recording. I need to go to boathouse right sorry, now. Sorry. Sorry. We'll Tom. see you later. Hey, call Tom. <laughs> call Tom. <laughs> Um, did you did you ever have the prime rib sliders at Cruise Cup at Yacht Club before COVID? I did not. Because those that how you're talking about those sliders is how I felt about the Cruise Cup sliders. Because well. they used the onion rolls from Yachtsman um, that, you know, that would come out in your bread, the, mm. the layered like flaky layered onion rolls. And they put prime rib on them with... Oof. Um, onions and like a, an aioli and it was oh my goodness they were just unbelievable and I and I talked about them constantly and then reopen after COVID they're gone you can get prime rib there now but not the prime rib sliders and it's just sad so AJ sometimes like I'm a simple man right sometimes you just want a good sandwich what is the yeah. best sandwich in Walt Disney World sandwich and again, this is this is a pretty wide spectrum. It doesn't have to be two pieces of white bread and, you know, a little bologna and mayo. I mean, like, what is the best sandwich? She has thrown herself back into her chair. She's This is one that I'm I'm gonna get in trouble because I'm gonna forget something, is what's gonna happen right now. That's the fun. Yeah, I know. That's the best part. Um Can I? Yes. Whatever you want to do, you can do it because. 
I, so there's just so many in my head. Like I love a good solid Earl of sandwich sandwich. I like a cheeseburger pod. That's kind of a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the waffle sandwiches at sleepy hollow. Like we talked about before, like it's, this is, this is very difficult because I know I'm forgetting like 5 million incredible sandwiches. So the first thing that came to mind in this way, if you wanted to think yes. of anything else, the first thing that came to mind and I'm going to say something that is potentially controversial. Okay. Because it is not only a sandwich, but it is a fried chicken sandwich. <gasps> and I'm going to I'm going to continue to plant my flag that the best <gasps> fried chicken sandwich, Arch Smith, I'm sorry, is the <gasps> funky chicken at Everglazed. <laughs> I haven't had it yet. Stop I haven't it. had it. Oh my gosh. We're going to go for funky chickens and fries okay. and then get an ube donut and an iced coffee. It's crispy and it has this like crunchy, like ranch coleslaw with spicy mayo. And it's got a little bit of sweet and a little bit of heat. And like the, it's got the, like these pickles on there and it's soft bun. I, oh, it, you don't think about going to a donut shop for a spicy, for a funky chicken. But no. that's the that's like the the extra surprise. Oh, I love it! I love that for you. That's fantastic. <laughs> she said for you, like not for me, but for you. That's <laughs> no. I'm a big crispy chicken sandwich fan, and I'm so excited that every place is now doing a crispy chicken mm-hmm. sandwich because that's just the trend at the moment. And I. So where do you go? Where does AJ go for a, a crispy chicken sandwich in in Walt Disney World? In Walt Disney World, I mean, I would probably do Chicken Guy because I I just I have a, a devotion to um to those chicken tenders, which is interesting because I hate Planet Hollywood and it's owned by the same <laughs> company. And I, I Planet Hollywood can suck it. I hate them, but I do love Chicken and Guy. Chicken Guy's a great um, a great value too. I think Chicken Guy's a really good value too. It is. And that's how they set it up. They set it up so that people would be able to afford it. And I love that because that's never kind of an impetus. Um, Now, it may be a marketing tactic, but it's working for me. And they haven't raised the price. I was afraid. Like when they first opened, I'm like, oh, five tenders for eight bucks. That's not going to last long. And it's still five tenders for eight bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't like that. I have to pay extra for sauce, but I get it. It's fine. Well, you, or you get sauce. two sauce, you get two sauces, and then you have to like buy two the sauces extra. is never enough. I know. Two sauces is I, never I'm enough. I'm with you. I, I'm I, it's worth it like, for me. Have you ever been to Cane's? No. Cane's chicken tenders. Nope. I know it's, not of the words you di- speak. It's not. It's not in Disney World. Um, it's a but it's a chain, and they they have some in Florida, but they they have the sauce Cane's sauce, and it's like. 250 calories a cup and I probably eat seven Which of them. It's probably delicious. Right? <laughs> I am going to die. Um, but it's so like, I am a sauce fan. Okay. Other, other, I, I think there's, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously missing a lot of sandwiches. Cause like so, someplace else that we haven't talked about yet that we probably should is like cooks of Dublin. Like they have, mm-hmm. they have some good sandwiches there and they have like the best, um, cheese dipping sauce like they they have the vintage bacon and cheese dipping sauce which is like a really really strong sharp cheddar with bake oh it's so good Uh, that has nothing to do with the question you asked me though so let's move on (laughs) all right this next one is very important 
um, for a lot of reasons because this is a it's a go to food for people, and I think that unfortunately there are some places. And again, I'm biased. I, my last name ends in a vowel. I come from the Northeast. Hey, you know what? My last name ends in a vowel too, and I am not Italian at all. I only know your name is A and J. So that's it. That's the only thing I know you as. So, but <laughs> it is sometimes very difficult to find good pizza. Yes. Right? And, and ugh. you could write, there's some ugh, pizzas depending on where you go. But what is the best pizza? pizza in Walt Disney World. If somebody says, AJ, you are the keeper of all things Disney food blog. Where do I go for the best pizza? You go to Amare at the Swan Reserve. What? And you get the Amare flatbread. I ate there and I didn't get the flatbread. The Amare flatbread is exactly like what I used to get in Switzerland, which sounds weird because we're talking about pizza. But they had something called a Flemenkuch, which was um, basically like big, thick, juicy bacon, like lardons or however you want to say it, and onions and cream sauce and cheese. And so it's not the pizza you're thinking about, but it will change your life. And that's what that flatbread is wow. like. And I was just like in heaven when I got it. Um, so I do love I love that. And I will go, I will, I will stand by it. Wow. I, cause I love, I think the Swan and Dolphin as a whole has some of the best food on property, which is often overlooked yeah. because people just don't go there. Now I need to go back yeah. to Amaria at the reserve. Um, I know a lot of people and I do too. I think if you want something like quick and custom, I think Blaze is, is a great option. Um, I think, I think Vianopoli is still the best pizza. It's because they import the water and it's because they import the flour and it matters and it makes a difference. It's so expensive, but it's so good. It's expensive and you can't just like have Tom bring it to your house because they have a carciofi pizza. It's a white pizza with artichokes and fontina cheese. Thank you for telling me how to say that. Oh God. My whole life I've been saying (laughs) carciofi. So thank and you. The people at, at, at Vianopoli were not happy about that, but that's okay because God knows the the things I've mispronounced, but that um, the artichokes and the truffle oil, it's just, it is so, it is worth going to Epcot just for that. And so healthy too. It's very healthy. It's got vegetables on it. So it's good it's, for you. Come on. It's like a charcuterie. <laughs> um, I, I, I do, I do very much enjoy Vianopoli. I think they have the, some of the best pizza on property for sure. Um, I I'm I'm not mad at um oh, can't think of the name of it now next to the Addison. What is it? The little oh, pizza, pizza Ponte. Pizza Ponte. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that place. It would be um, my second it would be the second thing on my list because they've got big yeah. slices. Um it, yeah. they have a nice spicy slice there too, if you want to and they're they're big um and they've got some other um, they have some other stuff on the menu that's pretty good too. Yeah. Some days they have really respectable pepperoni cups, Ooh. you know, on their, on their pepperoni pizza. Like I love a good pepperoni cup. Like, mm. cause I lived, you know, we, you, you lived in New York for a long time, didn't you? Jersey. Did you same live thing. in New York? Yeah. Same thing. Jersey. Oh yeah. No, yeah. And I lived in uh, Staten Island, which is East Jersey. So, <laughs> but 
so we, but we know good pizza and that in, in the pep cups make a big difference. Cause you got to have the pep cups. Cause you got to have the um, pepperoni grease in the pep cups. Right. You need something to drip down your arm as you're folding yeah. and eating your, as your you're pizza. folding it. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the best? And I get this question a lot. I'm sure you do. You get it a thousand times more than I do. The best steak on property. And this is one that like people will, will they'll go to war for. Yeah. Yeah. This is a toughie. Wherever you can give me actual imported Japanese Wagyu is what I will, is what I will vote for. I think Morimoto has the best on property. It's wow. very expensive. Um, but I've, you know, I've had good Wagyu at Victoria and Albert's. Um, so I, I do, I do dig that. If I'm just going to go get a ribeye or a tomahawk or something like that. Um, I will, I will probably go to Shula's because I like that it has the shareable sides. Like mm-hmm. that's my kind of steakhouse where are they you're going to bring your steak out, but it's just going to be on its own plate all by itself. And you're going to get a bunch of sides to share with the whole table. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, steak is so subjective and it'll be different from meal to meal. It really mm-hmm. just depends. It depends on who's on the grill and who who knows how to season that thing, how, how long it needs to be on there. Like it's to me, I'm a huge steak fan, as yeah. you can tell. So it just really depends. I I, I know I sound like a broken record. I said Boathouse because it's a Gibson Steakhouse and they have yeah. really like, they have very, very good steaks there. But there was one that I had and it's been years since I've had it, but it left mm. a, like an indelible mark on me. And this is, okay. I, I think a lot of people don't go to the Four Seasons, but if you go to Kappa, they have a, mm-hmm. a strip that has a black garlic puree. It's not going to be the least expensive steak that you or meal that you have, but- wow. It was, and maybe it was the wine pairing too, but I remember it being like a ridiculously delicious steak. Ah, amazing. You can't beat a good steak. Yeah. You can't beat it. So, but can you beat it with the best seafood on property? Where's the best seafood? Now, all right, now we're going to start doing, we're going to do like lightning round, right? We're going to start doing okay. lightning round, right? The best seafood on property. I'm not a, I'm not the biggest seafood fan, so I will probably say Narcoosies, but I will let I will let you own this one because I'm I'm not reliable. I haven't been to Narcoosies since it reopened, so it's a I have to put a sort of an asterisk on that one. Uh, I, I am mm-hmm. I mean I'm saying Boathouse again because it's the freshest, the raw bar stuff is amazing. Uh, if you're looking for sushi. I actually think that the hidden gem of sushi at Walt Disney World is kimonos. Oh, kimonos for sure. With like, I, I'm not down. a karaoke. I'm not a karaoke kind of guy. You go do your thing. I'm going to sit there by the sushi bar. But yeah, the sushi at kimonos is exceptionally good. Um, yep, yep, I agree. The best of the best on property. I'm surprised since you're such a or Grill fan. But, I know, but. You know. Listen, I you go to where the sushi bar is an actual like real sushi bar. Um, yeah, yeah. 
somebody asked me this the other day and I'm like, I don't know the answer to this. Where would you go okay. for the best spicy food, right? And, and over the last few years, I think, and I'll give you time to think, I think over the last few years, I think that Disney has sort of been more adventurous in turning up the spice a little bit, right? Because sometimes people would ask for spicy food and it's very sort of, you know, pedestrian, very sort of middle. You can find a couple of spicy dishes here and there. If somebody wanted like some little heat with their meal, where would they go? This is this is tough. I would probably figure out how to go to someplace Mexican, <clears throat> maybe um, Chinese. Sometimes, sometimes you can find some some decently spicy stuff over at um, Nine Dragons, um, which is not as bad as everybody says it is. Um, over at maybe Spice Road Table, you can find some interesting stuff. Um, Sanaa. I think Sanaa, you can, that, that was the first thing that came to my mind was Sanaa. Sanaa. You're going to have to go non-American. Mm. <laughs> like you're going to have to find <laughs> some, some sort of, of type of, of ethnic cuisine. I think you mentioned Morimoto. They have a really good spicy miso ramen that has some heat and you can sort of dial that heat up a little bit more if you want to. Um, oh, that's yeah. That's really, good really tip. good. Um, nice. All right, best sweet treat, dessert, anywhere on property. It can be counter service, cart, table service, you name it. It's a broad stroke of the brush, I know. It's just a broad stroke, and I'm not being very lightning lightning lane about this, lightning round about this. <laughs> it's their lightning lane. All right, I'll, I'll, um, babble, I'll babble so you can think. How's that? So... When I say Tell me this, yours first. Tell me yours first. So <laughs> I'm not a sweets guy. <laughs> and I say that all the time. And then they're like, oh, look, there's a there's Lou eating an entire hummingbird cake all by himself. So I'm not <laughs> really a sweets guy, but um like I like the hummingbird cake. I think the Ube donut at Everglaze is delicious. I don't know what sort of magic uh Steve puts in the cookies at Gideon's, but oi. That triple chocolate cookie, the dark chocolate crumb cake cookie that you can only get at night is amazing. Um, and Boathouse mm -hmm. used to have a blueberry cheesecake that they the pastry chefs made fresh air, which was, it was like New York style cheesecake. It was insane. It's off the menu now. Boathouse, please bring it back. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is That's about, Boathouse. <laughs> That's why Lou's talking about you every at every single question. He just wants that cheesecake back. <laughs> Hold on, I have to cough. I'm just getting over COVID. Um, I the first thing that popped into my head was the cakes at Gideon's, um, because I am a fan of more frosting than you can could ever eat, and they have that. Um, and I like the cakes better than the cookies. Um, I will I will wow. get the cakes first. <clears throat> So to me, that's, those are a game changer, but I also, I, I use the trick where I just drive over to East end market and, and get it's them easier. there. <laughs> it's just so much easier to just do that. Um, but, and I'll, and I'll like load up. Like, I, I think I've gotten on the airplane with like two big bags full, like ready to rip of cookies and cake and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's a winner. Um, 
but you know, I'm, I am a sweets eater. I, I love, a, you know, I love sprinkles cupcakes, but I can get those here in Dallas. So I don't, I don't go there very much in Disney world. Um, hummingbird cake is exquisite. Mm. I absolutely adore that. And I don't mind the shine cake either, even though it doesn't have any frosting, like it's still really good. Yeah. And they just brought that back. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, Anything sweet at Disney World. As long as we're showing love to Art Smith and his homecoming, get the pecan pie, bring it back to your room and have it with coffee the next morning. Mm. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Got it. What is the best hidden treasure in Walt Disney World? A food item, something that is overlooked, a place that's overlooked. What is a place or an item that, that is just overlooked? It's just off the radar, but people should go to at least once. Probably a place that people don't get to enough is is, is Sanaa or, or the the restaurants over there in um in the Animal Kingdom Lodge because the Mara is really good as well. Mm-hmm. They have speaking of sweet treats, they have an incredible um uh peanut butter brownie that I absolutely adore. Oh, something else that's really good that nobody nobody ever gets because it doesn't look good, it doesn't look interesting is a, the turtle brownie at Sunshine Seasons in Epcot. Hmm. It is phenomenal. And um they have two ways that they make it. The there one way isn't good and the other way is really good. And that's what's there right now. Basically, it's like a, a layer of really moist brownie, and then they have a giant layer, like almost half an inch thick of super, super rich caramel. Um, and then like chocolate frosting and nuts on top. It's it's just great. Um, I'll go super quick because the first thing that came to mind, and I haven't been there in years, but last time I went, I really, really enjoyed the jambalaya and the 40, 42 or 43 pieces of cornbread that I had at Boatwrights uh, at Riverside. <laughs> and, oh, I love that you're talking about Boatwrights. Bless <laughs> his heart. And um, Pepe, which is the little quick service place at Haleo, has yeah. great, like, the bread is so good, like, Really, really nice. And it's sort of like you can eat there or even sort of grab a little like, um, and I'm not going to mispronounce any of the words, so I just won't say them, but like the ham and the cheese, like the serrano ham on the bread, you can almost like walk around Dizzy Springs with it is really, really, really good. Um, yeah, I I like it a lot. I, I don't know that it's open, reopened yet from COVID. Is I it? was, yes, I was there. You were there. A few. Okay. I'll use weeks because it could just be an, an open term. Yeah, I was there X yeah. number of weeks ago. Um, okay. okay. Yeah, I was, and I really, and there's nobody ever there. Like, I think just people no. just wander right by it. Nobody they, knows it's there. Yeah. And I clearly think it's closed. <laughs> um, but I, I, is another one that that's a hidden gem. Like, it's, it's really phenomenal. It's way too expensive. And I hate that they want you to pay for individual bottles of soda. Like that makes Mm. me mad because you have to actually buy, you know, those little Mm. tiny glass bottles of diet Coke that I have to pay like two (laughs) fifty for each one. That's garbage. No. So I will, don't tell anybody this Lou, but I have snuck in (laughs) diet soda from the kiosk outside. I kind of want to just follow you around. Out. I just want to watch you eat at all these restaurants because it's fascinating. Like there's you in the corner of Gasparilla Grill. There's you sneaking soda into Haleo. <laughs> but it's too expensive because I am a Diet Coke junkie. I'm a Diet Pepsi junkie, but I can't drink Diet Pepsi there. 
And it's, and I, I, I have to have it. And so I had to go out to the little popcorn stand and buy like two bottles of diet soda, which cost me, you know, cost me $10. But if I'd stay, if I kept buying my soda in Haleo it would have cost me 50. So <laughs> do you know what stupid trivia question? Do you know that at one point they used to sell Coke and Pepsi in Walt Disney world at the same time? I'm sure they did because Pepsi was a Pepsi yeah. was a, a um, sponsor of Disneyland originally, right? Yeah, and in World. When, when did they When did they do this in Disney World? Uh, at the Mile Long Bar, because it was sponsored Where's by that? Frito. Where's that? Uh, so Mile Long Bar is connected to um, Country Bear Jamboree. So when you came out of Country Bear, there was a there was a bar there that had mirrors on each end. So if you look down the bar, it looked like it was a mile long. Got and there was it. the heads of Melvin, Max, and Buff on that side too. And it was sponsored okay. at one point by Frito-Lay. I'm, I'm going down. A, yeah, but yeah. Nope, nope. So. I love it. <laughs> this is all good. This is all good. And and I, I never got to see Frito Kid in Disneyland, which I wish we the all had been able of to Doritos. see Frito Kid. The birthplace yeah, of I Doritos. I know, they invented that. Right? Isn't that amazing? Magical. Uh, best drink in Walt Disney World. Cocktail, non-alcoholic, ladies' choice. Lapu Lapu. Okay. Because it's a, it's a drink and a snack. <laughs> and you can get it like everywhere. Like, right? You can get it at Ohana and Kona and Tambu, right? Or can you only get it at Tambu? I think you can get it everywhere there. You can uh, get it everywhere. Because that's, th- the, that's the, yeah, that's the bar for all those. I'll throw a non-alcoholic one in there. I like a little okay. Lafou's brew in the middle of summer. Really? Yeah. I don't like it. Wait, no, I take that back. The frozen iced tea at Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue Andy's house thing that my son had and I drank half of it. And the cold brew black calf. Um, it's the cold with brew the with the cheese and sweet cream cheese and cocoa puffs. I mean, anything with cocoa, cocoa puffs, puffs is is sure. Um, I literally just bought a box of rice cris- <laughs> of, of of cocoa crispies at the grocery store this weekend because I can. Because I can. I like the fact you're not saying it's for my son, but I had some too. Like, it's just for you and it's fine. No, it's for me and he can't have any. And they're on a high shelf and they're mine. AJ has it. They're on a high shelf in her office. She doesn't even have them like in the kitchen. She just keeps them in her office. Um, I probably should. Best wine. Best wine collection. Best place to get a, a glass of wine. I don't know if you're a big wine um, drinker. Okay. Um, Is it Wine Bar George? Is it Tutto Gusto, the wine cellar? It's, you know, it's probably Wine Bar George because I do love that you can get wines by the ounce so that you can try stuff that you're not sure that you like. I feel like what I love about Wine Bar George is they're really unpretentious about wine. Like they don't care if you don't know anything about it and they're not weird and uppity about explaining it and you can just try a wine uh, just an ounce and see if you like it so I, and i, I love that he's there all the time like not for special he lives, events he, he just lives sort, there he just sort of hangs out frigging there, tent yeah. <laughs> um i like to gusto i think kappa is another place um it's it was like one of the top 100 or 70 top 75 like wines in the united like um wine restaurants in the u.s um i'm not a huge wine drinker but that's what the internet said. And then you got all those African wines at Jico. Yeah. Like that is a pretty sub- substantive wine list. Remember when um, 
the wave first opened and they were super proud of their screw top wine list. It was like all screw top wines. <laughs> Would you like to smell the bottle cap? It's one of my favorite lines from the Muppet movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we hit a couple of these already. Best romantic dining experience. Did you, did you feel it was, I think do we, do we hit that one? I don't think we said what we believed about it. You said it's not VNA. It's not VNA. I don't know. Probably. You like, like to eat alone, so it's a it's an unfair question for you. You do. I have my own romance. Um, um, no, but I think to me, I think the best romantic place would probably be a a lounge outdoors at night watching the sunset. Mm. Like I, I feel like restaurants are almost too formal. Um, you know, so I, I'd rather just get it, get a drink and go out to the beach. Right. Cause I think the answer is for a lot of people, oh, it's, it's V&A, it's Marshall Paul, uh, it's Narcoosies yeah. or California grill, but I think romance is sort of what you make. And I like that idea too. So, so it's not just where you're eating, but it's also the views that are, are really important as well. Um, yeah. We talked about best bang for our buck a little bit, um, trails and i think for years chicken guy like everything's under ten dollars a chicken guy which is amazing um and the boulangerie in in france um Mm -hmm. so wait so tell me so where what restaurant does have the best view in all of walt disney world and this is interesting because view does not necessarily mean an outdoor view no no because i always talk about sanaa and coral reef as having views that will keep your kids in interested and invested. And like, I took my three-year-old to Sanaa and like, I didn't have to like play a game with him for like at least four minutes, <laughs> which is like a huge deal, you know? Um, so that they might keep your kids a little bit interested. I think California grill has a beautiful view, especially at sunset. Everybody wants to go there for fireworks, but I love it at mm-hmm. sunset. I think it's gorgeous. Um, I, you know, I think that gas, you know, guys are point. Uh, I think that's a nice view. So, and then of course, Topolino's and, yeah. and Toledo, Toledo, actually you can, you can see, I think two fireworks shows from up there. So yeah, and I haven't said it. Dahlia Lounge has that good view. Yeah, I haven't said it in seven minutes, so I should say Boathouse too. Boathouse is beautiful. Like yeah, just just say Boathouse. Just just to say, um, but I like you know again, and the reason why I said it is is Space Two Twenty has you know the views are are interesting and 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 I love sort of the theming of that restaurant. I'm gonna throw in a counter service location because if you go to Flame Tree Barbecue and go down all the way. And sit down by the water, you get a beautiful yeah. view of like Everest and sometimes like the boat with the characters will go by. Uh, it's really, really nice. And it's covered down there, too. You can sort of get out of, out of the heat a little bit. That's a great that's a that's a great AJ sneaking away to eat alone place as well. I do that a lot. Um <laughs> it's funny people there go was, down they're like wait why is aj sitting there and lou sitting over there they're just eating alone together yeah that's just the way we we like to do things that's the way we do it it's what we like best but it shows um, disney was, world is a great place to go alone like there's something to be said for like solo dining um you know there are great especially with wait oh i just thought about this one the best place to go to dine solo Right. Because so many restaurants yeah. have like the bar that you can go sit at. And so you don't feel weird about sitting at a big table by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I I never feel weird about sitting at a big table by myself, but I need room um, for all my food. So that's what, exactly like 
when I, when I actually, when I check into a restaurant, I'm like, I will get enough food for three people. So if you could put me at a four top, please, I would appreciate it. It'll make everybody's life easier. If you could just put me at a four top. Um, cause I do, I ordered like, I order, you know, three, three entrees. It's research. Usually. I, I um, get it. It's research. It is. It is. Um, Best place for solo, um, you know, beer garden is fun for solo because you're probably, you know, if you are an extrovert, um, which I am not, obviously, but you will be seated with other people. So you're automatically going to make friends and there's going to be a show to watch, you know, the, um, so there's 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 a lot going on and it's a buffet. So you can just kind of do your thing and then leave, you know, it's not a situation where you have to wait for a server to come, you know, so beer garden's a really good one for solo. Yeah. Gosh. I, Cause I, I like so many of them that you can go and just um, eat at the lounge or eat at the bar and still have access to the full menu. I don't, you know what? They're like, they're all, I think they're all appropriate to dine solo. Like I know that's a cop-out answer, but I, I really do. I think that they really are, um, you know, it I've really eaten all of them solo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do, I eat solo a lot too, especially like when I travel and stuff. And I think Walt Disney World is a, is a great place to do it. And, and the servers are, are great about it as well. All right. Last couple of ones. Best character dining experience. Garden Grill. I'll just, just to be different, I'll say Topolino's, um, okay. especially because I, I love the costumes that are on. Uh, you get Mickey, Minnie, Minnie, Daisy, and Donald. I thought you were going to say Storybook Dining with Snow White at um, Artist Point. You... No, I'm sorry. I take a hard line on, I take a hard line on this. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, this is it. This is the big one. The okay. best of the best of the best overall dining experience in Walt Disney World. You define that however you like. You can qualify it. You can, what is the best overall dining experience at Walt Disney World? The um, the chef's table at Victorian Alberts. Because I prefer the chef's table to any of the tables in the dining rooms because the dining rooms are real stuffy. But the chef's table is in the kitchen and it's just you and whoever you're with and the chefs and you can make that what you want to make it. It can be, you know, you can just keep to yourself and just do your own thing. Or what I like to do is I love to hang over the railing and talk to the chefs because a lot of them are very young and they are so excited to be in that kitchen and they are jazzed and they get to try different stuff and they get to learn so much. And so that to me is watching people just have an incredible time. They're, they're so grateful to be there and they're willing to talk to you and tell you like, cause I don't, you know, like we, we talked earlier, we're not big, you and I aren't big chefs ourselves. And so I'm like, what's that? Why are you doing that with that octopus? And, and what, you know, what's that machine do? And, and, and it's just fun to me because I love learning about food and learning how they make food and and why why is this so expensive, you know? And I'll ask all those questions and they they answer me very honestly and like, well, this is better than this because of X, you know? It's just so fun and it can be made really fun. Plus, you know, you're going to get good food and, you know, you're going to you're going to be able to tell them kind of what you like and don't like, so the the meal's going to be somewhat customized. Um, so to me that I've been I've been there three times and every single time it's just been so much fun because 
you make it fun, Mm -hmm. you know? So that to me is the best experience. So I have a, a definitive answer and this is going to come as a shock. Is it the boat? It is not the boathouse. Now. Okay. Is it it a grill? The boathouse is the place that I will go 99% of the time, uh, whether it's Mm -hmm. for brunch, lunch, dinner, for all those reasons. Yeah. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you a question because I don't know the answer to this when I give you my answer, but the most exceptional dining experiences I've had at Walton, I've only been there twice. And I don't know if it's gone back to the full menu or if it is still in omakase mode, but I think Takumi Te is a remarkable experience um, mm-hmm. for a while after COVID. And, and you might know the answer. It has been omakase, which is basically means like as the chef selects, and I believe it's $150 per person. Um, and I think there's a $250 option. There's a plant-based option, but the chef will, will prepare and bring out seven or nine courses. I don't remember exactly what it was, but between mm-hmm. the atmosphere, the service, the, the, the food, you were going to, you were going to try things in and prepared ways that you probably have never had before. Yes, you have to be a little bit of an adventurous eater, but you can also tell them, hey, I don't like this. Please don't include, you know, whatnot. And then they're very, very accommodating. But you forget that you were dining. Forget about dining in Walt Disney World. You forget that you were dining inside of a theme park while yeah. you were in there. Um, some people don't like that there's no windows. I love that there's no windows because you are immersed in this environment that tells a story. Um, there is a level of authenticity to that place that I just think is exceptional and if you time it right and you make a, a reservation later in the evening you're going to be there for a few hours um mm-hmm. and it, and there's stuff for kids i've taken my kids uh there to eat as well and when you come out and there's nobody in world showcase right and it's like silent except for the music and you sort of feel you want to a romantic experience or you know going by ourselves walking out onto that promenade and it's sort of just you after that meal is a really nice way to punctuate a day, a vacation, whatever it is. I think that's a great point. Yes, absolutely. I, I find it to be very romantic when I'm by myself uh, in the world showcase at night after it's closed. And do you know if they've gone back to, I should have, I should have gotten the answer for this, but I know it's not a la carte at all. I, this okay. is a, this is something I just checked because I'm doing a YouTube video and we had to double check this. So it's still, it's still omakase. It's still prefix. It's still, you can't kind of pick and choose. So yeah. I think it's still the same. It's still, yeah, it still is incredible. And, and a great introduction to Japanese food if you've never done before. And the last question I have for you is if you could snap your fingers right now and visit Walt Disney World and only eat one thing, Obviously, by yourself, what is it going? It will absolutely, without a question, be what? Monte Cristo. A Monte Cristo from? No, no. Because remember, I told you before oh. we started recording when I made a fool I was of hoping myself you say chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. Um, oh, well, now I'm in the mood for a steak because we talked about steak. So I would probably say I would go to Morimoto Asia and I would have their Wagyu. I can't say this. That sounds really good. Right? Yeah. I can't say the coriander seared tuna at Boathouse. Um, and because I'm super hungry right now and I've got this sort of savory, 
that that mac and cheese at Chico the other night was was really 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 good. Um, I loved there it. You go. I loved it. Um, we covered so much, yet so but little. So much we didn't so cover. We didn't there's cover. so many things we didn't talk about. <laughs> How are they not talking about the best? This I know. I know that we, we missed know. things. We're sorry. Tell us what we missed. We could maybe revisit it another time. We'll have the conversation over in um, the clubhouse. But if you, our friend who's been sitting here starving, listening along with us, has any questions, <laughs> you could also uh, email me, come into the clubhouse, and certainly go to uh, DisneyFoodBlog.com. This much I know, AJ, if you are what you eat, then I only want to eat the good stuff. It's from yes. Ratatouille. I love that movie. Um, tell, I know everybody already knows, but tell people where they can find you and why. <laughs> well, I'm not, can't answer that second one. No, well, we're at DisneyFoodBlog.com. We're at DisneyFoodBlog on all the social channels. Um, we're at DFB Guide on YouTube. Um that's that's where that's where you can find us and i think you lose so much for the opportunity to chat with you here and that you finally responded to my text messages <laughs> and that, well, be careful what you wish for because now you're not going to be able to get rid of me because now i'm gonna be like oh we have to do this one we have to talk about wait you know what else we have to do too i know you like to dine alone but what if we recorded mm -hmm. a live review together somewhere Next time you come down, I don't down ever want to listen to people eat, eat. This is a problem. <laughs> I don't want to listen to you eat, Lou. But here, I think we should probably. Have you ever done the water room at Takumi Tei? Have you ever? Because it's that private I dining room. Because COVID happened and they closed it down. They closed it. I think we should probably do that. Oh my God, I would love to. Let's do that. I'm all the in. Tables, the table's I'm, so cool in I there. I know. It's beautiful. It's okay. We should probably. Yeah, Takumi Tei is sort of based on the elements, and there's a private water room, which I hear is an amazing experience. So we will add that to the many places that we need to eat. And this was, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. It's, it, I don't want to wait 10 more years. I'm going to come up with another idea. Or <laughs> we you, could be dead. We, that's right. We could be dead in 10 years. You yeah. at home or in the car, you need to email me or go in the clubhouse and say, the next show you need to do with AJ is X, and we will make it happen. Maybe. Maybe. In 10 years. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to let 10 years go. Uh, this we was so much. We won't let it happen. This was great. Thank you so much for taking uh, time tonight. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I love talking to you. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how you pay attention to the details in which you see, hear, taste, or remember. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Seriously. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast, the contests and giveaways. They're not only for you, but they're thanks to you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, take part in our monthly group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group, their shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, early access for special events and much more. And I sincerely appreciate your love and your support and friendship and help. And I love being able to give back to you each and every month. 
And of course, don't forget that a portion of your contribution goes to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you and your generosity and friendship, we've raised more than $550,000 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America to help children with life-threatening illnesses and their families come to visit Walt Disney World. You can learn more by visiting dreamteamproject.org. I'd also like to thank some new and longtime members, including Christina Sears, Roseanne Lang, Scott McCarter, Amy, Kelly Lamb, Zach Brown, and Marnie Raimondo. None of this happens without you. And if you want to find out how you can help support the show, you can visit www.radio.com slash support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So we've been talking about Disneyland Paris and our love for this incredibly beautiful park. And last week we were talking specifically about Space Mountain in Discoveryland, there's no Tomorrowland, and that it didn't open with the park, but actually opened in 1995. And your question last week was to tell me, who sang? What celebrity or what celebrity group sang at the opening of Space Mountain in Disneyland Paris in 1995? Thanks to so many of you entered, got this one correct, or were very creative with your answers. But the answer was Sir Elton John. Now, a number of you also mentioned the Queen of the Night, who is a character in Mozart's opera, The Magic Flute. And although this character and aria is not exactly what I was looking for, I counted those as correct entries anyway. What I was looking for was Sir Elton John, the rocket man himself, so now it makes sense why he was there, who gave a performance to 40,000 people to celebrate the opening of Space Mountain, which is now Hyperspace Mountain, set against one of the largest fireworks displays ever seen at Disneyland Paris. Anyway, I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week we were playing for a WWDO mug, a pin, and a prize from Disneyland Paris. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Ken Strom. So, Ken, congratulations. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So we're going to go from Disneyland Paris and Discoveryland to Tomorrowland in Walt Disney World, because in the second act of Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, which I still love, July 4th, which is coming up this week, is being celebrated in the 1920 scene. But some of the family are getting dressed in costume. John and Sarah, the parents, are getting dressed as George and Martha Washington. But who or what is their daughter Sarah dressing as? You have until Sunday, July 2nd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. Again, this week you're going to play for a WDW Radio mug, a pin, and you know what? I'm going to throw in another mystery prize in as well. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week. Don't forget to be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can connect with me on social. I'm at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. And please be sure to like the WDW Radio page on Facebook at facebook.com slash WDW Radio. Turn on notifications there and in the clubhouse so you don't miss a thing, including our live video broadcast and chat on Facebook every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. On this week's show, we can talk about this episode of the podcast and our favorite food and places to eat in Walt Disney World. I'm also going to debut a new segment and look for your help as well. And of course, I'm also going to announce the winner of our Disneyland Paris Magical Vacation Giveaway. 
this Wednesday night. So if you entered on Instagram, you can find out if you win this incredible stay for four days, three nights in the Disney Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. Four tickets for four people for four days, valid in the two Disney parks, food vouchers for breakfast, lunches, and dinners, and many more epic surprises. Again, I'm going to reveal that this Wednesday on www.radiolive.com on Facebook. And join us every week, either from out and about in the Disney parks or from the home studio. It's fun. It's a great way to connect with other members of the community. Sometimes there's giveaways and prizes as well. And of course, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So check out our events page at www.radiolive.com slash events. I'm going to announce the next meet of the month in Walt Disney World soon, as well as other events in Walt Disney World and at sea and on the road. Stay tuned. Speaking of of other events, visit loumangelo.com to find out about my Momentum Weekend Workshop coming this September in Walt Disney World, Friday, September 29th through Sunday, October 1st with an optional 10-person Mastermind Day on Monday. Momentum is a 50-person, one-room, three-day event limited to just 50 people. Momentum is a great opportunity for passionate solopreneurs and entrepreneurs to spark their personal and professional growth where you're going to discover proven strategies, invaluable insights, as well as make powerful connections that are going to move you forward on your journey to success. You're going to gain the tools, knowledge, and motivation that you need to break through barriers, unleash your true potential, and achieve amazing results. It is a truly transformative experience. And this week, I'm going to be revealing speakers and sessions live on Facebook. To learn more, visit facebook.com slash Mangello. I'll have the announcement and event there. And if you're looking for a speaker for your conference, event, business, or school, you can also visit lumangelo.com and find out how I can craft a custom presentation for your business or your event and how to apply lessons from the Disney parks and Walt Disney on customer service, leadership, teamwork, customer experience, and really helping to create your own Disney-like culture and experience in your organization make some customer experience magic. Again, you can learn more and reach out to me at lumangelo.com. And if you're looking to come to Walt Disney World, whether for momentum or on vacation, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Aulani, any destination on the planet, go visit our friends over at mousefantravel.com. They are my official and recommended travel provider because it's who I've used, who I've trusted to recommend to you for more than 16 years. They are a completely fee-free service. It all comes at no cost to you while they still seek out the best possible prices and all available discounts, most importantly, with an incredible level of personal service. Again, you can visit them at mousefantravel.com. And finally, my friend, and you are my friend, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Take a second and share a link to this or your favorite episode. If you're listening on your phone, take a screenshot of your podcast player, share it on social, tag me at Lou Mangiello, invite your friends to listen and subscribe, and I'll be sure to follow you back and reshare that as well. And if you can take just a second to rate and review the show in whatever podcast player you're listening to, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Please leave a review. I want to thank some recent reviewers like A. Grenick, who says it's all in the details. I love that Lou points viewers to the details in each Disney destination. He doesn't just talk about the must-dos, but he encourages viewers to go deeper and notice things that otherwise you'd pass by. Disney Imagineers thrive in the details department. And so I appreciate Lou always pointing these details out. That's what makes Disney is the details. Thanks, Lou, for always being positive and a joy to listen to. A. Grenick, thank you very much. And thank you for taking the time to spend and share with me and AJ this week. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it brought a little bit of Disney magic and maybe a little bit of Disney hunger to you wherever you are. And please always remember to choose the good and find the good in everything and everyone that you meet. Because by intentionally and consciously choosing and finding the good, you become this this beacon of positivity and hope. And you have the power to make a positive difference in the lives of others. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so very much for tuning in this and every week. I hope to see you on the live show on Wednesday night. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou and company. I just finished up the two parts of your Disneyland Paris reviews. It was so fun to hear you guys reminisce on your recent trips and help me reminisce on my own. I got to go with my husband back in February for the first time, and it was such a very cool experience. When I was starting both parts, I had three things that I was hoping so badly that you guys would talk about, and thankfully they did all come up. The first one being, of course, Phantom Manor, which is one of my favorite attractions across any of the parks in the world. It is so, so cool. Second being the dragon, of course, which is just so special and makes me so sad that Marion missed it because it is just that cool and hopefully you guys can get back in July sometime. And the third, which took a surprisingly long time to be discussed, but of course they've come up, is the Nutella Mickey Beignets. Truly one of my favorite park foods anywhere. I had more in the span of my three park days than I'm proud to admit, but hey, you can't get, you can't get Paris food all the time, so it was so worth enjoying. Those episodes were so fun, you guys. Thank you for putting just so much positivity and fun out into the world and into the Disney community that just isn't always the most positive and kind. We are so thankful for all of these episodes and the community out there. Thanks for what you do. Love you all. Bye. (laughs) I'm so sorry to leave two voicemails back to back, but I forgot to say who I was and all of those good things. So just so it's very clear, this is Gracie from Windermere, Florida. Sorry for leaving that out. Long time listener, first time caller. Hope today's going really well. Thanks, guys. Hello, Lou. This is Carrie McComber calling from Louisville, Kentucky. Um, We were just listening to uh, the resort ideas as a family and wanted to pipe in our idea of um, a dog-friendly resort. There's so many people who want to bring their dogs on vacations now, and I know some of the resorts are opening up to it, but to have a whole resort that could be Disney dog-themed and have different things around the resort that uh, you can do with your dog, an agility course or dog runs or and maybe even um, divide, have different wings for different types of dogs, different sizes of dogs, um, hardwood floors in the rooms probably, <laughs> and uh, that they're going that more and more um, little canine friends coming along. Um, anyway, love your show, and I uh, hope you have a good day. Bye.